The Matchball 30, sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Back to Ellen Road to face Aston Villa in another Matchball 30. It's the game-by-game journey through the 1991-1992 season. In real time, a Matchball on the 30th anniversary of the games during that season. Dan, Michael and Moscow with you as we explore Leeds United's chance to go top of the division. Because Man United, what are they doing this weekend, the scum bastards? Now, they're in one of those cups, aren't they, that we opted out of? Yeah. Pretty so much. Sensibly exited the cup so we could concentrate on the league. Mm, indeed. Um, and this is where it will work to our advantage because we will beat Aston Villa and they're not playing, so we will go top and we will run away with the title and so on and so forth. But no, March the 3rd, 1992, um, nearly 29,000 inside Ellen Road for the Aston Villa game. Before we get to the uh, the nuts and bolts of the game, just to wrap up some news that's been happening, 6-1 against Sheffield Wednesday, we won. However, that game, the win, marred, destroyed, ruined by Gordon Watson falling over, leaping and, like a salmon. And who's ended up in trouble for that? Not, Howard Wilkinson. It's not Gordon Watson, is it? No. It's Howard Adam. Wilkinson has ended up on an FA charge for comments he made to the linesman during that game, which the comments, we don't know what it's exactly meant to have said, but presumably... Something like... The word cheat, I imagine, would have been involved. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I mean, and if only there was multiple angles of, of this to prove Wilco was correct, you'd think this would all be over and done with, wouldn't you? But no, they're insisting he goes to London to speak to them about it. Wilkinson's argument is that he wasn't even talking to the uh, the linesman anyway. He says he was shouting something to Tony Dorigo about the cheat. <laughs> um, so uh, he, he claims it's all a misunderstanding. And he's quite a... There's um, a debate going on about whether video footage can be used in this as well to because they use it to sort of prove what people have done wrong, but there aren't any rules about whether he can use it to to show that he did not do wrong. So it's a it's a, a distraction. Mm-hmm. Apart from anything else, it, it is a little bit um, unwelcome in that sense. You know, it's right for Wilco to challenge it, but also, I mean, the the reason for adjournment sort of speaks to the bigger picture as well. Yeah, injured injured Tony Dorigo was meant to be down there to I guess. Speaking Wilco's defence and say, yes, I can confirm. He was telling me what a cheating bastard uh, he is uh, and not saying it to the linesman. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's got to stay in, in Leeds for treatment as Dorigo. Because he's poorly, isn't he? he Something is. else we needed Mike Whitlow to do for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Whitlow, he makes the lineup today then. An upgrade at left-back, Moscow? Yep, upgrade at left-back <laughs> and also an upgrade in attack as well. Yeah, so your lineups for this game. John Lukic, Mel Sterland, Mike Whitlow in the number three shirt with David Batty, Chris Fairclough, Chris White, Gordon Strachan, Tony Agana up front with Lee Chapman, uh, McAllister and Speed completing the 11 with McClelland and Cantona making the bench. Has McClelland gone yet? Well, this is it. We've agreed to uh, send him to Notts County as a swap for Tony Agana, who is playing up front with Lee Chapman in this game. But he's not gone yet. He's <laughs> dragging my heels. Uh, it'd be along soon. Yeah. It's like a, like a taxi. Yeah, just he's just around the corner, McClelland. He's he's on his way. He'll be, he'll be with you. He'll be with you in just just half an hour. I can imagine Notts County's managers probably phoning up. Hey there, Howard. It's uh, it's Neil down at uh, at Notts. Just wondering if uh, uh, has John left yet? Is he on his way down? <laughs> uh, yes, a surprise absentee, Rod Wallace, in this one. Surprise in the sense that nobody expected it. No, and probably a su- surprise replacement as well because if you were going to. Um, put the two side by side Tony Agana um, great goal scorer for Sheffield United in divisions three and two against French international Eric Cantona you'd probably most people would go let's see what the uh, the French lad can do but 
uh, you just cannot get Howard Wilkinson's mind off it once he knows somebody has played for a Sheffield club. And he's, um, Tony Garner is a legend of Dave Bassett's Sheffield United. And uh, we know that Wilkinson and Bassett are neighbours and great friends. So it's probably been all week he'll have had um, Harry Bassett round going, oh, you've, you've got to use him, Howard. You, you've got to use him. Well, Villa line up like this with Spink in goal, Sean Teal, Earl Barrett, Steve Staunton, Paul McGrath, uh, Mark Blake, Kevin Richardson, Gary Parker, Tony Daly, uh, Cyril Regis and Dalian Atkinson, their 11. You will remember Chris Fairclough, man-marked Tony Daly out of the game, Villa Park down there. And you'd think maybe they might have their eye half on the FA Cup because they've got a quarter-final on Sunday because it's Tuesday mm. today, 1992, under the lights, Ellen Road, etc. I think the big difference between this and the Villa Park game is that we don't need Fairclough to man-mark Tony Daly specifically because Whitlow can just take care of him. Yeah. So it's not a problem. We don't need to uh, do anything special. What else has changed then? Because, I mean, we did absolutely spank Villa 4-1 in that first game. Are, are, mm-hmm. you, are you saying Whitlow is responsible for the nil-nil here? Well, how many goals did Tony Daly score and set up? <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> true. No, so I think... Michael did his job, didn't he? Oh, maybe it's just down to the fact that Les Seeley was out of nets for this. You remember he was in, in goal mm. at Villa Park, wasn't he, when we uh, we kept putting goals past them and he got a little bit angry. Um, Nigel Spink is in for Les Seeley today. Yeah, he's, he's quite a lot calmer and quite a lot older as well. But um, you've got to look at the attacking players. Whitlow's done his bit. Well, not in our attack, though, clearly. Well, he's a defender. What are you, are you expecting Whitlow to do everything? <laughs> you're, you're talking about before. You're saying how he's going to... He's gonna... Be running things from left back is what you were saying. Well, he was, but he's still. You need a Garner okay. or Chapman to to apply the finishing touch, and then um, obviously Strachan had a big chance and messed it up. If he'd have given that penalty to Wits, it maybe we're a, looking at a different outcome. I know we're jumping ahead here, but it was a very shit penalty. Well, mm. we'll get round to that. Um, just to box off the uh, the lineups, Daly and Atkinson came back in as we just mentioned there after three months out with an ankle injury, but they're missing Dwight York as a result of this. So. Uh, they're not without one or two little problems of their own. So the yeah. bigger problem is the Aston Villa and the crap. Well, crap enough to shut us out though, weren't they? They were. This is a seventh home draw of the season, nil-nil. Uh, a little bit frustrating given that this was a wide open chance to to get our noses in front of the top of the division, but no. I mean, we criticised Cantona for missing chances. Are you going to have a go at, at Tony for his one after three minutes? It was a half-decent chance for him, wasn't it? Pulled one wide after some decent work from Strachan and Chapman. Yeah, I can imagine Wilkinson was straight on the phone to Harry Bassett about this. You said he was good. Did you um, breathe a sigh of relief when Villa's goal was disallowed? This happened relatively early as well when uh, Regis is put through. And it's a decent finish, to be fair to him, past John Lukic. But some crime was committed on the way through. Uh, it's not clear whether it's handball or a push. And Are we going for push on Chris White? He's a very strong man, isn't he, Regis? Mm. It was probably a push. Yeah. And... Yeah, if if we'd have had this disallowed, I'd have felt a bit aggrieved, probably. But as it is... But as it is, it was a good decision. Yes. And the ref in this one, actually, tried his best for us, didn't he? Mm. We can't really have any major complaints for once about the referee in this, because he disallowed that one and then um, and then did give us a penalty as well. Although maybe he should have, should have done something about the terrible challenge that injured both Beckwith and Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Some action needed to be taken. Off. Yeah, <laughs> both, well, both players off injured. Yes, this is not what's needed, is it? When we're just trying to patch up our, our walking wounded and get them back into the side. Yeah, they uh, they both go for the same ball. They clash their heads to Fairclough and Sterling. Uh, Mel's straight off with blood pissing down his face. Mm. Mm. It took 14 minutes to get six stitches in his forehead to send him back on the pitch. Um, we got Fairclough back on after three minutes, but um, 
unfortunately, he couldn't see. <laughs> it's, any, it's any old excuse these days, isn't it, with these it's, modern uh, players? Down his, to nine men. His eye was swelling up so much that he, he could no longer see out of it. So um, it's a hell of a... What's wrong with him? He's got another good eye. It's a hell of a uh, collision between the, the two of them. But, but yeah, we really didn't need them hurting each other to that extent. So we had to get McClelland on. So yeah, Notts County's John clubs. McClelland uh, yeah. comes on for us. <laughs> yeah, man of the match in the, in the YEP, McClelland, after uh, after all that. So what could well be his, his final game for us, you don't know, do you? So. There must be a recall clause. I mean, it happened with um, Bobby Davison when he was on loan at Derby mm. County earlier in the season. He was actually training with Leeds during the week and would go and join up with Derby just the day before a game. So I don't know if we're going to be doing something like that with McClelland as well as kind of a way of keeping him fit and in, in action um, in uh, Notts County's defence. Then coming back to us if we need him. In truth, maybe we can just send Tony Garner back. They're like, Neil, that, the deal thing. Yeah, Chapman's fit again now. It's not really, it's not really any point, is there? We'll just, Chap- we'll just keep John. Yeah, his arm's healed up. It's all right. Too little, too late. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And you know we've got the breakthrough against Luton just before the hour mark, and you think history might just be repeating itself in this one. But no, uh, we got a penalty, which is probably where the good part of the story ends, because the penalty itself was not great by Gordon Strachan. His, his third miss in 21. I mean, I wasn't even convinced this was a penalty in the first place. It's a, it looks a, it looks a bit harsh. There's a big, there's a big mm. call from the crowd. From my angle, couldn't quite see it properly, but yeah, it's it's a punch across the punch clear, and Atkinson, he's kind of trying to turn with it and and exit the box, and as he does it, it hits his sort of shoulderish upper arm, chest clear, kind of region. Clear handball for me. Yeah, I think he just like smacks it out of the way. He certainly <laughs> diverts the ball in quite a big way. And you take it, don't you? Like we said, like with the Luton game, it wasn't a vintage performance, but it's about getting points on the board now. And this is a golden opportunity to do that. And unfortunately, is this, is this the pressure of uh, going for the league title, the, the opportunity to go top? Is that weighing on Strachan when he takes this? Or was it just a shit penalty? Because it, it's a very short run-up. It's his bad pack. Because if you remember the when we had the penalty against Scum, Sterling took it because Strachan's had so much trouble with his back. He wasn't confident about doing it. But this time... Sterling's got six stitches in his head and he's basically concussed. So he's taking it on himself. And that's I think that's where the, the problem is, which is why. There are other players who could have taken this penalty if Strachan's not feeling fit. Gary McAllister, I'm sure, could took away a, a penalty. Obviously, Mike Whitlow's available. But yeah, he, uh, I suppose he did the captain's thing. And I think that you can see as well with no run-up, he's trying to limit his movement with the, the back pain that he's playing through. I mean, you can't really ever say anything bad about Gordon Strachan because he is, even in the rest of this game, sensational and has been sensational. But just score the penalty, Gordon. Come yeah. on. Up at the cop end as well. It was all mm. set up. But yeah, he hit it to the right, to Spinks so left. So incredibly and, tame. Yeah, it's a, it's a poor, poor penalty because he just saves it quite easily, this one. Ah, 65 minutes in then. We uh, we try and freshen it up in attack. Cantona comes on for uh, Agana. And, and he... To be fair to him, forced a couple of decent saves from Spink, made him work a little bit harder than the Strachan penalty. Yeah, neither of them good chances, but a shot from outside the box and then another that, that does force a good save, but it's from um, 
from a, a very tight angle. So you, you probably wouldn't really back him to score, but better than a Garner, I would yeah. say. So well, the story of this game then is, is dropped points ultimately, isn't it? When what a chance to to get ahead in the title race, but we've come away from it um, feeling disappointed, I think, really. Dropped points, more injuries. We've got Sterling and Fairclough both going to hospital for the night in case of concussion. I mean, that doesn't seem great that they've both played on and then have to both be in hospital overnight. It feels like we've probably taken a bit of a risk with them there. Yeah, Fairclough did only play on for a few minutes mm. until it was fairly obvious that it was too swollen for him to be able to see. Sterling, yeah, if he's played the whole game, apart from the 15 minutes he was having his head stitched back together, and was not fit enough, like couldn't see straight to take a penalty. Let's hope they're both okay. Yeah, I mean, in the end, a point doesn't look bad when you when you wait up like that. Mm. Yeah, and Wallace's problem, it was a reoccurrence of you know, that shin issue that he had. Dorigo was his ankle ligaments. And then even Whitlow. Heroic. I mean, what a warrior. He played this a lot of this it. game. He's, he's carrying a groin strain through this. And then just as we, as we see... Imagine all, chasing Tony Daly with a groin strain. That's the kind of hero... Mike Whitlow is that's the uh, what a contribution to the cause and just as we start to get depleted again John McClelland is indeed going to Notts County as planned ages ago bloody hell well it, Gary Speed mm, he can do anything can't he? he's played up front he's he can, played left back he might have to play right back as well yeah uh, I liked uh, Wilco's comments even though we're disappointed I really like the tone of them quite philosophical in the wake of this this nil-nil there are no easy football matches and half a loaf is better than none. So you just have to keep going. Still bread, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still a lump of bread. So we wrap up the uh, the results from this midweek round on the Thursday, the Tuesday, the 3rd of March. Some thrilling games. Yes, nil-nil. Crystal Palace against Forest. We've got nil-nil. Us against Villa. We're Southampton beating West Ham, 1-0. And then the Wednesday games, we got Coventry, nil-nil against, <laughs> against Norwich. So there we are. What a week. This Premier League, best league in the world, they're going to be uh, the runabout next year, this Super League. Yeah. It's going to have to improve if they're going to get some interest in it because that is a dire midweek. It's, uh, it's a shame we could have uh, gone ahead of scum at this point and a point behind with them with a the game in hand. It feels a bit of a missed opportunity, but... That's, that's essentially where we were before and then we mm. got back on level terms and then this was the chance to nose ahead and we've balls it, haven't we? Half a loaf. But yeah, we've this is half true. Half a loaf. This is true. Yeah, the only goal scored during this midweek round then was Southampton one against uh, one nil against West Ham, the bottom two clubs in the division, and that's lifted Southampton off the bottom above West Ham, who are now rock bottom at the other end of the table. Your third place team is Man City, played thirty one with fifty three points. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday tucked in just behind them, and then we are on sixty one points with thirty one games played. Man United a point ahead, one game fewer. Yeah, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> That pretty much sums it up. and uh, Or a pain in the groin if you are uh, Mike Whitlow. I'm sure you can soothe it. Well, we've got the chance to have another bite of the cherry at the weekend when we travel to White Hart Lane and Spurs away. It's going, to be, it's going to be a tough one, I think, is that one. But we can sort this one out because Man United, that's when they've got their cup game. So we can pull back ahead of them, fingers crossed. Assuming we have some players. Yeah, it's always a challenge. Maybe um, Lee Chapman is going to have some flashbacks as well to his face scraping across the cinder track at the stadium in North London. You're looking forward to going to London? Always. Yeah, sort of. Always a good day out. Right, well, we will get back together for that one then. The trip to London, um, game 32 of the season on Saturday, the 7th of March, 1992. Exciting times. We'll speak to you then. The Matchball. 